listening to PetLifeRadio.com. everybody my name is Brent Atwater I'm the animal medium and you know we have a show today that is going to be very interesting because I get this question all the time and one of the things I want each of you to do is to think about what we're discussing today now before I forget go to our YouTube videos we've got a lot of resources over there look at the archives on pet life radio we've got a lot of archives there and we can help heal your heart we even have a blog if you'd like to have a live interchange, come on over to our pet group on Facebook. We have a professional bereavement counselor there. You're going to be hearing from Root today, and she is our professional Portuguese translator. And we're going to be doing some really interesting stuff with that in the near future. So things are looking up and things are moving forward. You need to stay tuned and subscribe because we are going to be opening more and more doors to help heal your heart. And one of the things I'd like to share with you today is we have a very dear friend from Key West, and I had the opportunity to go down and um, help her shelter every, I guess you would say, every spring. And in being able to do so, she helped spearhead raising a shelter for animals. And I'm going to let Linda couch the question today because we get this question all the time, and I think it's one that we all need to address. So, Miss Linda, if you would couch the question we'll begin our show okay brent i was wondering what happens to strays and homeless pets when they tap because obviously they don't have a human that loves them and takes care of them during their life and what is their purpose on earth and what happens to them when they pass when they don't have that special person in their life well first of all i think one of the important things to address is that we're going to ask christine who has given her heart to help those so christine if you will tell us since you have volunteered at a shelter what do you feel is part of your soul's purpose to give these animals that have been left or abandoned or how about that one where they dumped a 15 year old senior dog to pick out a new puppy hello you know that just tore me up but i mean what do you do when you go into a shelter to help give their soul's purpose for these abandoned and abused and neglected and just thrown away creatures. I can just speak from my experience. I haven't helped in in the recent years, but I probably spent 30 hours a week helping 30 dogs and 30 cats at all times in a shelter and just showed them love and care. And ours was a a no-kill shelter, so that was very good. But, yes, we we saw puppies just dumped overnight. We saw people turn in 12 and older animals, which is just sad as if they're expendable and they're not. They're living creatures, and it's just – but that's what I did is I I love animals very much, and that was my way to give back, and I I was – in my younger days even, and I just think that, to me, that's what we can give, um, whether they have long lives or short lives, is to show them – love and care in whether they're sick or well, but just whether it's playing with them, holding them, petting them, giving them their medicines just so they know there are kind people out there. Even you know, even if they've come in abused, that there there are nice people that exist. And have you seen in any of your professional and personal experiences how it has changed the adoptability of a pet or how it has changed their life while they're in the shelter? Yes. Some that would come in would not even want to be touched 
or you know couldn't get near them and they warm up to you over over time because they've probably been abused or hit um, in some way or form and they become more adoptable when, when they see they can get along with kids or people. It takes maybe months, but it's a work. But yes, to that question, it, it takes time, but it does help. I don't know if that answered the question exactly, but... Well, I think it did in the fact that you're saying that they recognize loving immediately and respond to it, which then allows them to get over right. how humans have treated the pets so mm-hmm. that then they can be adoptable to the general society and in turn... Right. The whole goal is for them to get a loving home, whether it's a family or a single person, however it is. And in order to do that, they have to be adoptable as in um, wanting to be with you. So if they come in abused, they, it sometimes can take weeks or months to get to be adoptable, even if they're completely well, but from their behavior. It takes them a while if they have been hit and abused to trust again. And Linda, in your experience, how have you seen this change and how have you seen a timeline? Have you noticed because you've been doing this for a a good long time and have turned over and helped many, 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 many animals. How do you feel that this, is there a time frame that you can contribute so these dogs can get their soul back so they are interfaceable in society or how many of them just don't end up being able to re-graduate back into acceptable adoptees? I think um, almost all of them can become better. With, as far as the time frame, it differs depending on the animal. But really? we try to rehabilitate all of them just with enough love, with enough training, with walking, with volunteers working with them, just sitting with them and talking to them, playing music with them, um, all different kinds of things. They will turn around. And have you, when you see all this, I mean, do the animals respond with uh, gratuity when they're adopted? Can you tell there's a higher and better, I don't know, love level because they have come from the nothingness of a shelter to the warmth of a forever home? Or are they more tentative about that simply because they were given up once before and then dumped back at a shelter? Well, people tell us all the time how grateful their animals are once they've been adopted and once they've been given a home. So I think there is something like that, yes. Now, you adopted a shelter dog, is that correct? Yes, you yoke. Yeah, now tell us about your experience of how you found him and how that worked. Well, I had never been in an animal shelter before, and something that day just told me to stop and go into the Florida Keys SPCA. So I stopped my car and... I mean, you had never been into an animal shelter at all, ever in your life? Never in my life, no. I've always been too afraid to go in, but something made me pull my car over that day and just go in. And um, there was this little dog in there named Yuyo, and my first impression of him when I saw this poor little puppy uh, in his kennel was Yuyo. Who would name a dog Yuyo? And um, found out later that he was brought in by a Spanish-speaking family, and we never did learn what his name meant. But um, I just fell in love with him, and I had been volunteering there um, about three days a week for a month, and I kept wanting to bring him home, and finally after a month, I brought him home, and he was with me for 13 years. Wow. And how did he impact your life? Oh, <laughs> I think he uh, he changed my life in, in so many ways. He, I think, was the catalyst for me continuing to work with the shelter and for wanting to build a better animal shelter. I mean, our shelter there is under the old dog pound model. 
and it really was a catalyst for us to put together to raise the money to find the land to build a um, new animal shelter, and we have found the land. We have raised over $5 million. We're almost there, and we're expecting to break ground by the end of this year, and a lot of that was, I think, you, Yo, pushing me to work with everybody to make it happen. And I think that, that that was really good. Now, what we're going to do is take a break here, and we're going to come back and let Ruth tell you how a homeless dog didn't change her life, but a homeless cat did. So we'll be right back. Sit. Stay. We'll be right back after a short pause. Well, four to be exact. People say less is more. At Red Barn, we think less is better. It's what you won't find that sets our natural premium pet food apart. No byproducts, no corn or soy, no fillers. Just the natural ingredients your pets need to live the healthy life they deserve. Look at the label. We want you to. Red Barn Naturals Pet Food. Simply the best. Find it in your local pet specialty store. Try our chicken rolled food as a meal or shredded as a topper. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. We're back, and we hope you enjoyed our sponsor's message. Thanks so very much for listening today. Check out our archives. We've got a lot of them here. And we have over on YouTube also, where I explain in videos how to do things. We've got books. We've got blogs. That's why we're the number one pet loss resource in the world. And we like to help heal your heart. And if you've got an idea for a show, send it to us. Let us know. Come over to the pet group. Tell us. Let us know. Because we try to answer the questions that make your heart hurt or make you ache for pets that are out there. And today, we're going to talk about a little bitty kitty cat that came for a purpose because sometimes you go to a, just like Linda said, she just couldn't stop in there and I can't go to a shelter because if I go to a shelter, I want to adopt everybody and I want to save them all and I can't. So the way I deal with it, hello, I don't step foot in them unless I can do something to help change and I can't take them all away with me. So I try to do in other advocate and activist ways to help the pets. But there are, in these shelters and rescue havens, there are special pets that come there so that you find them. And the one of the most important things that Linda said was she didn't know what it was, but that day, everything stopped in her being and said, you got to go in to the shelter. And that wasn't her way or her normal pattern. So, Ruth, tell us about yours. And I have to share with you that Ruth is our Portuguese translator. And we would love to have you come to our pet loss group. And we have a page that's Portuguese. And we will be doing other hopeful radio shows and have her translating them too. So let her and Kiko tell you about how their journey intertwined so that pets are going to be better as long as they're both alive. Glad to have you with us today. How's San Francisco out there? Hello. Thank you for having me. It's a uh, hot. <laughs> it's okay. Hot. I came to the States in 95. I am originally born in Portugal and raised there. Got married, came to the United States, and it was hard. It's a different culture, different language. And uh, I always had a cat at my parents' house. And when I came, I felt that there was a need to have a furry baby, a companion, somebody to come home and play with. So I went through the shelter I, it, it's overwhelming to see how many animals are in there, but I looked around through the cages and there's this little 
black kitten that kind of caught my eye. And I asked to hold him and I put him on my chest and he was so happy and a good feeling to just I've got to interrupt here and say, now, just like Linda, did you just feel so drawn to that pet? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Now, see, folks, this is something that you have to notice that when you go to a shelter, if you walk through and go, nah, there's nothing here today, doesn't mean that tomorrow there's not going to be something special for you. And it might be your pet reincarnated or it might be an animal that like Kiko, which you're going to find out, and Yuyo, which Yuyo helped build a shelter and Kiko will finish hearing their story in a minute. But that pet might be in the shelter for you to find them. So if you have that interior, listen to your gut, go look at the shelter, and you see this little paw sticking out of the cage or a little set of eyes looking up at you, and it just touches every fiber of your being, it's highly probable that that pet is going to be a part of your life that will help change lives for all the other pets in the shelter like Yuyo did. So finish telling us about Kiko now. He was actually all alone in his cage. There were other cages that had other cats he had to put together, but he was the only one alone. And uh, he kind of, I was drawn to him. And as soon as I kind of hold him, he tucked his head underneath my chin and he gave me like little love bites on my neck. And I thought that there was a sign. That was the one that I wanted. And I took him home with me that day. You know, life goes on. I was happy as it could be, but I was working at the time at the country club, and my work there was seasonal, so every six months I would move. So I was six months in New York and six months in Florida, and when I moved to Florida, where the country club that I was going to work at, they would not allow any pets. I was, you know, in a dilemma. It's like I just got Kiko from a shelter not not too many months before, and I didn't want to take him back but I couldn't have him with me. So I bought a plane ticket and I sent him to Portugal and he stayed there for four years with my parents. You sent so, a cat to Portugal just because your employer would not? Yes. <laughs> wow, I, man, and that I, is deep-seated love. And I did not want to take him back. I mean, I tried to save him and I didn't want to put them in a place that, you know, there was probably no future for him. So I he was there for four years, and then uh, when I got a year-round job in Florida, my parents came to visit, and they brought him back to me. That was back in 99. 99 to February 28th of this year, I had him with me. He was with me through highs and lows, and I guess the bigger help and uh, assistance that I got from him was to... Uh, win the battle with uh, breast cancer and i'm sorry i'm getting very emotional here we honor your tears and we honor your courage in telling about this because there are folks out there listening that feel the exact same way so you are helping everybody kiko he was a very brave and strong cat i believe at least to my eyes four years ago he was diagnosed with a fibrosarcoma and it's a feline cancer, and uh, his uh, right front paw had to be amputated, and uh, he had surgery. I was uh, next to him through the whole time. See, you know, help him get used to not having that front limb and uh, continue his life the best he could, and sure enough, he made it through, and last year, I was diagnosed with breast cancer, so I guess that he showed me how to fight 
and win the battle when those situations are thrown in your direction. And I think he, if I remember correctly, didn't he stay with you during your whole fight? Yes, yes, he did. He was even, I remember the day that I have my uh, bilateral mastectomy. I came home and uh, my bed is pretty high. And him even being with three paws, he, he jumped on top of the bed and he came on top of me and laid on top of me. It was a good feeling to be home and not at a hospital bed and uh, have him next to me and comfort me during that tough time. And that got you through. Didn't he stay with you until you were well? I finished chemo on November 25th, and I had my bilateral mastectomy on January 19th, and Kiko passed away shortly after on February 28th. Now, for those of you who are listening, that is a God animal. And most of these animals that we're talking about are God animals. And you're going, what is a God animal? Well, a God animal is an animal that comes into your life in a specific way. And it's usually a way that eh, you never expect. It's like all of a sudden the universe goes, Linda, go into the shelter. There's a puppy for you. And there's Yu-Yo. And what has Yu-Yo done? changed up the whole Florida Keys and helped perpetuate a shelter. Here we have Rute go into and see this little kitty. And here we have this little kitty sits with her and stays with her and teaches her how to battle a battle for her life, just like the cat did. And then we have Wendy gets adopted, comes in, changes Christine's life. So sometimes when you look at a shelter pet and you worry about what their purpose is, a lot of times shelter pets come with a purpose for a particular person, which is the one that the universe taps on the shoulder and says, go over there today, go to the rescue and look. And all of a sudden, your heart expands, there's a soul connection, and this little fluff or feathered or fin creature worries into your heart, explodes your soul, and you just know you have to take them home. Now, I tell you, I've been doing this almost 20 years. And I've never heard somebody sending a cat to Portugal to let it stay for four years because the employer would not allow the cat to stay. Now, that's pretty special in and of itself. But the point, I think that's a little uh, love going on there. But the point I think that's most important is when you look at a shelter and when you look at a rescue, Sometimes each of the individual animals are specifically picked to be a God animal in a person's life. And when you look at it with such angst and going, oh, they're all going to die, they'll all be, be euthanized, or even if it's a no-kill shelter, you know, the dog hadn't, hadn't had anybody adopted in eight years and all of a sudden it gets adopted out. Well, sometimes it has to wait for the right person. I think over the internet there was a story, or around here there was, of this boy who was autistic, had never spoken or done anything, and the mother went to a shelter one time, and all of a sudden this little boy just pointed out this pit bull. And she thought, oh, no, 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 I can't do that. And then the little boy kept going, you know, doggy, doggy, I want that pit bull. Well, the bottom line was, obviously, that pit bull was supposed to meet that child because the child immediately started talking and changed his whole way of being. And because of the interfacing with the dog became educatable and just has progressed in life. And now the child and the dog go out and talk about connections. And so a lot of times when you're grieving in your soul and you're hurting in your heart about these poor, homeless and helpless shelter and rescue pets, it's more about some of those 
are God animals, which are specific life changers for the people that do come and adopt them. And that is something to consider. So if you'd like to learn more about God animals, you can get my book, Pet Loss, Animal Life After Death, or Animal Reincarnation. There's a whole chapter in there on God animals. We have a blog that has an article about God animals, and soon we'll have a YouTube video on it. But what we talk about is a God animal is an animal that comes into your life and changes you. It changes your being, it changes your emotions, it changes sometimes your life purpose, and it sometimes changes your soul direction. Other times, it changes you so that it is part of your soul's direction. And one of the things that we want to ask each of our members who participated today is, do you know of other stories? And I'll ask each of you to contribute maybe one story of other animals that were in rescues or shelters that you know that came to change the life of a person that adopted them. And I'll give you just a minute to think about it. We'll take a break and be right back. Sit. Stay. We'll be right back after a short pause. Well, four to be exact. It's designerpetsweaters.com. Hand-knitted designer sweaters for your precious pup or cool cat. Beautiful couture patterns for your pets, including custom-knitted formal wear, casual wear, yachting, and even sports-themed. Many designer pet sweaters include feathered tammy hats, top hats, and a lot of sparkle. Each sweater includes leg loops, front paw sleeves, and leash opening. Visit designerpetsweaters.com to order your four-legged fashions today. Your pets will stay warm for the winter and be runway ready. Large or small, we fit them all. Designerpetsweaters.com Hi, I'm Dana Humphrey, also known as the Pet Lady. I travel from coast to coast to pet trade shows and consumer events to scout out what the hottest, hippest, and most unique pet products are on the planet, bringing you tips and tricks from top veterinarians, groomers, trainers on how to safely travel and live happily with your pets. The Pet Lady will be in a city near you, showing off the latest and greatest tech pet gadgets, cozy comforts, and fab gift ideas for man's and woman's best friends. You can learn more at thepetlady.net or connect socially and tweet with me at PetLadyWorld. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. Now, we're going to have just a few examples here for everybody who goes into a rescue shelter and thinks this is absolutely heinous. Let's talk about a few pets that were strays, rescues, or in a shelter that really have helped lives. And we're going to ask Christine, first of all, that she can tell us her personal story about Winnie. Tell us about that and then about the other dog that you know about that a friend had that uh, is now changing lives. Yes, when I got my dog, Winnie, it was from a shelter, and I was starting to help there, and she was the only dog out of all the dogs there for several weeks that would pretty much choose you, have the paw out underneath saying, pick me, and was very quiet, never barked. I do feel that she was the one for me, definitely, and through these 16 years, I know 100% she was the one for me, no question, and um, just that all the, the soul growth I've learned and just lessons and how now that she's gone in the physical form that I am to celebrate her life and honor her and pay it forward in helping people with loss of, of pets and helping actual pets that are older that are needing help like she did at her end. So I feel now, like that was hers 
and then I have another one of, I do have a friend that several years ago rescued a dog from a shelter and has now been trained to be a therapy dog in retirement homes. And they, I don't know if it's, I think it's several different retirement homes in the area, not just one. And um, it helps very much because I'm sure a lot of these people had cats and dogs or other pets and you can't have them when you get, unless you're in an independent building once you get in assisted living and skilled you you cannot have pets so it's a way i didn't know that unless you are in an independent and there's skilled there's three or four levels only independent can have it and actually right now a dog i've watched which is another story that lady is probably going to lose her dog and there's a part of me thinking of taking it but i'm just thinking in the thinking stage right now but yes once you leave your independent building the the skilled and assisted part do not allow pets so that is why it's wonderful that dogs are, or cats are trained to be therapy dogs to go in to retirement homes all over, whether it's the United States or part of other parts of the world, to help people. It shows how needed, how much they help by petting them and being there for them. And it's like a lot of times they'll get rescue dogs out of shelters. So what I'm trying to accomplish today is I'm trying to accomplish the fact that it's horrific to go into a shelter or a rescue to me because it just tears my heart out to see all those little faces going, me, 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 me. But at the same time, I want to plant a seed in our listener's mind that just maybe the pet that you're looking at is being saved for a specific person to do a specific purpose. They have a job to do, too. And Ruth's going to share her story about that. Yes. During my uh, childhood in Portugal, I remember that my dad one day came home and he had his mail delivery bag with him. And, but inside, there was letters. It was a kitten that he saw on the side of the street during his delivery of mail. And he brought that little kitten home. And it was interesting to see how a kitten sometimes on the street get picked up by somebody and they're brought home and they bring happiness to that house. But he grew up and my dad showed him a few tricks. So his little life, although it was short, came to bring joy for a period of time to your household. Yes. And so, you know, when somebody was just looking, okay, there's a dumb street kitten, well, maybe they ought to think just a little bit further. Maybe that street kitten is supposed to bring joy to somebody. And in yeah. fact, at that time in the life, it was you. So we want yeah. you to take your time today, folks, and uh, come on over to our pet group. If you speak Portuguese, hey, Root is going to be our official translator, and we're very grateful that she and Kiko are going to help expand our global awareness, and I'm really excited about that. And So I thank you, Root, so very much for taking time out of your very busy day for helping us, and uh, we're going to take a break. We're going to talk to Linda, and we'll be right back. Sit. Stay. We'll be right back after a short pause. Well, four to be exact. Amazing Pet Expos is coming to a city near you. Admission is always free and your pet is welcome. Shopping, adoptions, free nail trims, discounted shots and microchipping, agility, a pet costume contest, and much more. Plus, meet the guys from Animal Planet's hit TV series Tank and Pit Boss online at AmazingPetExpos.com. Bring your pets to the Pet Expo. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. 
Thanks for listening to our sponsors, and we're back. We really appreciate you listening to our show. Check out our archives. My name is Brent Atwater. I'm the Animal Medium, and we're having a good time today. And again, we're back with extraordinary rescue and shelter lady, uh, my friend Linda. And she had another point about pets coming and being rescued from shelters and havens and areas that most people just think are throwaways. And you wanted to share about your two dogs, uh, Nina, right? And Cody. Cody. Tell us about how they impacted your life. Well, after I had my dog, Yu-Yo, who is a hound mix, I fell in love with him. I've kind of always fallen for hounds. And Cody was a puppy that was brought to the shelter, and he was adopted out, but he was returned shortly thereafter because they couldn't house train him. So I thought, here is this poor dog. He is so depressed being in his kennel. More so than a lot of the animals we see. So I would go in and I would sit with him and he would just put his head on my lap and just was absolutely despondent. So I thought, well, I can take him home and foster him because house training is easy. So I brought him home and um, worked on house training with him. Well, a year later, we were sort of getting it. So needless to say, my foster is now a permanent member of our home. Well, then three months later, the shelter called me and asked me if I could foster this little beagle during Hurricane Rita. And since I had just adopted Cody three months before, I knew my husband was going to say no, but he did say I could bring her home to foster her during the hurricane. Well, I was holding her in my arms saying, we'll find you a good home. I called her Nina. And my husband came in and said, well, she's wondering what's the matter with this one. So then Nina stayed. <laughs> well, but I think that Yu-Yo was catalytic in first opening your heart and setting up and starting all the shelter. And, you know, these have to have to go forward with rescue and taking care of everybody. And I think that each of the fact that that's something else I want folks to look at. Here, this little dog was returned. Well, sometimes when a pet is returned, it's because it's supposed to be with you. I had a friend who's a member of our group named Diane, and there was a collie that got adopted out three times. And he had such seizures, and he would bite people that he got turned back into the shelter. Well, the bottom line was this collie was one of her other pets reincarnated, and it kept getting into the wrong homes, so it had behavioral issues so that it would go back to the source until Diane found him at two and a half years. Now, Diane has Sonny. The dog is back. He's happy. He's never had a seizure, and he doesn't bite anybody. But a lot of times, all of that behavior was for the universe to reposition the pet so it would go to the right owner. So we hope that when you look at these pets sometimes, that the glitch is universally directed to help you get with the pet that you're supposed to have a purpose with. Now, Linda, you had another good question, which was about pets that don't get adopted. What was that? Well, say a homeless or a stray that comes in and just doesn't get adopted, you wonder what is their purpose on earth when they don't have that special human to love them and take care of them. What is their purpose? Well, for the pet who never gets adopted, who comes in and just literally lives its life in a shelter and doesn't go forward, if you think that is really just a benign animal, it's not. That, again, is a form of a God animal because, in aggregate, those animals change how people respond to rescue and shelter and no-kill and kill havens. Because by having animals who just came in and existed 
and then were either euthanized or left Earth. They serve the greater good by contributing to the value of letting human beings know and humankind understand that things have to be changed. Those animals are the one that contribute to the paradigm shift of don't buy from a breeder, don't shop, adopt. Even an animal who is left alone forever and ever and ever or is unable to be rehabbed or is dehabilitated or is thrown away and is considered a feral or a throwaway pet, that pet is contributing to the greater good of animal kind by teaching humans about spay and neuter, about don't shop, adopt, and other things like that. So that animal's life was never in vain. It served a higher purpose and a higher good of creating a situation that humans transform the system to make better for those that followed. So although you go in and cry your heart out or your heart gets just, mine just gets torn up going into a shelter, remember, each of those pets did come with a purpose, whether it is for the particular person whose heart they touch and life they touch in their forever home, or they're there to help shape shift the greater good so that mankind gets it. Spay and neuter, shop, don't adopt, foster, take care of those already here instead of creating more. And is there anything else you'd like to add to that, Linda, since you do a lot of animal advocacy and help with activism and helping perpetuate so there won't be as many shelter pets as there are? Well, I agree totally with what you said. Uh, even though it breaks our hearts to see these animals, but it, it's also heartwarming to know they do have a purpose here. And it is for the, the greater good that people will look at it differently and maybe not go into that pet store to adopt a puppy. Maybe they'll come to the shelter first. If, and if that is their purpose in life, then that is a good purpose. Well, I think that that's only the way you can make sense of it. It's like the dolphins that were caught in the nets and died. Well, because the dolphins were caught in the nets and died, they now have new fishing laws. And, the, you know, the horses in New York that used to pull the carriages in 100-degree weather, after they had several incidents with that, now the horses are not pulling the carriages in New York, you know, in just heinous heat. So we ask that you think about maybe, just maybe, in that shelter, your little pet is waiting to put his paw through the bar and say, pick me, pick me, pick me, because they have a life purpose with you. Or just maybe, like you, yo, they have a catalytic purpose to help hundreds of those that follow. Because if Linda hadn't gone in there and picked you, yo, do you think you would be doing shelter work now? Probably not, no. There you go. And so you, yo, basically his little face and his little being touched your heart, which will change the life of thousands of pets in the Keys because he loved Linda and Linda's giving back helps, as does all the foster parents and as do all the rescuers and all the animal advocates. We thank you for seeing the God dog or the God animal or the God pet in all of those that are thrown away so that it creates a paradigm shift in the humans that makes life better for all. And I think on that thought, we'll end the show so that you know there may be a pet out there in a shelter that's for you or to be fostered that is a God dog or a God animal to change your life. And the others, their lives are not thrown away. They're part of the paradigm shift to make the world better for all those that follow. Thank you for listening. We hope you'll stay tuned and join us again next week. Come on over to my Facebook page. Join our pet group. We got lots of YouTube videos and we'll look forward to your suggestions. Just send them in to 
Brent at brentatwater.com. And we'll look forward to answering questions and doing more shows with your suggestions that help heal your heart and explain things you've always wondered about. Bye-bye-bye. Let's Talk Pets, every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.